Welcome to the Gridiron Crew podcast, an NFL podcast made in Scotland by NFL lovers. This is the News Crew, and I'm your host, Keith McGinty. There's never a quiet week when it comes to the NFL. Thankfully, we're we to have bugger all to talk about until September, when the games start back to brighten up those long winter months. Tonight, we're going to be talking about all the latest news, the fallout from the scouting combine, who got tagged and who is heading to free agency, and we've got a new feature, what we learned this week. That's a working title, we'll get better at that. If you are enjoying the crew, uh, please like, subscribe and follow the crew on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch and YouTube. As always, I'm joined by some of the finest crew members to get us through. First up, I've got Studs sitting uncomfortably after receiving a rather large vet spill. Is that right, Studs? Yeah, um, it turns out the out walked the dog a couple of days ago. Started to see some blood when he was peeing and thought um, it was something certainly more sinister. It turns out that on the frost he's been excited whilst he was playing with some dog friends and that's uh, <laughs> up his rather tender area, shall we say, and give himself a little cut in there. So, ah, we've all been there. <laughs> Shout out to, to Grant who's been doing his uh, cold water um, baths first thing in the morning as well. <laughs> sure he'll be doing the same. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to also as they get excited. <laughs> <laughs> we're also joined by Liam sitting uncomfortably thinking about a future with Jordan Love. How are we, Liam? I'm good, yes, I know. It's I was kinda thinking about that. We'll get on that point I'm sure later on, but I was thinking that when it start news started to break about things moving a bit. I was like Starting to feel a bit uncomfortable now about this. I was, I was all for it a, a week ago. So yeah. you've had it, you've had it too, too good for too long, my friend. It's <laughs> welcome and embrace the darkness. Um, also joined by Stu, sitting uncomfortably, thinking about how to decommission his nerf guns. Stu, how are we, my friend? Hey, we, 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 that's an allegedly thing. We won't get into any of the mixing chat yet. <laughs> we'll, we'll maybe stay away from that one for now before we end up getting so. litigation brought against us too. So it's like, that's the way that one's heading. The memes were funny though at the time. I have to get, I have to give it that. <laughs> listen, listen. It's the NFL. There'll always be a way back for 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 someone like this. That will just be a wee footnote in there. Yes. Uh, there's always some weird things happen during uh, off season, aren't there? It's usually that or down in Vegas, something weird, weird and wonderful happens. Well, not wonderful, yeah. weird happens in the NFL. As I say, I mean, it's we, always something to give us we, something to talk about, eh? Uh, we just had uh, Jalen Carter like speaking of happenings with the law. He had to bail out in the you know the start of the combine because uh, he had to go mm. back home to be served some papers uh, to do with legal street racing. Uh, going all fast mm. and furious. Uh, going all fast and the future, and they ended up with some of his teammates dying. I know. I think so, you know, there you go. He hasn't even started in the NFL yet, and there's things going on. I mean, it doesn't sound like it has, you know, he's saying it's not his fault, but I mean, he's engaged in the race. So I wonder why he's tumbling we'll get, down the draft boards. We'll get and see. Shady's probably still going to pick him first. Um, we'll see how we get we get to that bit a wee bit later on. But first of all, we're going to start with our kick off question, and it does. Um, Reference the scouting combine which took place last week in Indianapolis. Um, some players saw their stock rise, and some saw their uh, saw some their some saw their ACL shatter like their dreams by uh, of playing in the pro leagues. Um, so, my question to you is: the combine a good way to assess incoming talent to the NFL, or is it just an excuse for coaches and scouts to have a paid week away on the piss? Studs, what do you think? I mean, well, what what better way is there to assess a talent than have them throw throw a ball under no pressure with no crowd and do these drills with absolutely nothing nothing pressurising them? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> For me, it's just it's a total piss up case. I mean, and I think you've seen that this year. I think this year there was seemed to be kind of less teams certainly visible at the combine. If if they've not got the tape on these guys through their college season, then I really don't know what they've been doing because the combine's not going to add anything for me. Like, so you look at the guys that weren't participating, but I don't think Bryce Young, who's probably one of the maybe the consensus first quarterback off the board, despite his Kyler Murray shortcomings. Um, but <laughs> he, he he chose not to actually throw um, at the combine, and again, it's very much a case of well, look, you've seen me through the season, my tape's there. If you want to see what I look like under pressure situations, then 
go and watch the games I played with Alabama. So uh, now nah, for me, I, I I don't see the benefit of it. Uh, for the like to be the, what the rumours were saying about him, he was away just trying to pile on the, the pounds to get over the, the £200. I think it was 204 he's officially weighing in at, but I'm sure he's fighting weight is uh, much less than that. I'm around about the 185, 190. Um, but this sounds it. But listen, that's not what his card's going to say whenever it, it comes out. He's a £204, um, 510 NFL quarterback, by the sounds of it. Liam, what about yourself? Um, do you quite enjoy a wee week away, trying all the, the, the famous bars in Indianapolis and the hottest food places to go? And then during your day job, having a wee chat with fellow coaches and who's going to get drafted where? Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like an, an alright weekend away, doesn't it? To be honest with you. So, uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's you know lots of uh, things put on all over the place, lots of nice nice meals and catch-ups all, um, all, th- all through the weekend. So, yeah, as as Thad was saying, it's kind of what does what does it add? It's kind of I suppose there's some players you might say more likely to move up than you know actually kind of show off maybe a wee bit, but like maybe lower down to kind of yeah. get into get a get a draft get a, get drafted at all. Maybe it's might be what it's really for. But the top ones, you as you say, you, they know they've seen all the teams have seen them now, seen all their tape and stuff. So what does it add? Does it just like that increase injury risk? Doing all these crazy drills, so exactly. Did you see much of it at all at the weekend? I kind of dipped in. I tried to watch a wee bit of it, but I won't lie. It's it's hard. I find it hard to watch. <laughs> <laughs> to keep going. Fair play to uh, who was it was uh, commentating through uh, Rich Rich Eisman and stuff. Rich Eisman, he, he does a good job. To be he does fair, a good, to be fair, he does a good. They do a good job to keep it. Uh, to keep it uh, yeah. going and keep chatting and you know exactly because it's just like we'll see this drill. Forty players doing the same drill in a row. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, now the forty players are going to be the the old line guys, so uh, yeah. going to be watching for a while. <laughs> yeah. I did see a couple of the ones uh, that with the pads just uh, standing at the cone, shift to the left, give the pad a wee push, turn right. and run, and you'd think that would be quite simple, <laughs> but a couple of them made it look really, really difficult to to turn. You could hear them in their head going left, right, left, right. <laughs> it was, uh, it was pretty, it's like, pretty yeah. impressive to, to see big guys turning. That I don't think, I don't, there's always that uh, video clip of um, I don't think it was a skiers combine. The I don't know if it was a wider. I don't know who it was that when they're running across the, the field to catch the balls and he turns the wrong way and gets hit straight in the head with it. Um, <laughs> it was a couple of years ago, I think. So. It's probably the just Clayton. To be fair, I, if I did it, I'd probably do the same. To be fair, so. Um, but, remember, Jamal couldn't be seen the balls. Uh, so much about chase. Uh, the balls were too small. <laughs> 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 um, I was it was entertaining. What were you What was your your favourite part of it? Um, I mean, well, I guess actually just to answer the first question while I have this in my head, I think it's kind of it's beneficial, like William says, for those guys that are towards the bottom of the draft or maybe went to lesser known schools aren't getting the TV coverage, so it gives them a chance to pump up their stock a bit and maybe actually get selected. The other yeah. part to it is I think it, it is sort of what you said. It's kind of a networking event, really. Because yeah. I don't know if you noticed like, on the sidelines there was things happening, like Derek Carr came out. He was talking to teams and obviously ended up getting his deal on the back of, or maybe not on the back of, but like he was, everybody's there in Indianapolis. Of course you're going to go out yeah. there and talk to them. I think Wentz uh, was out there. Him and his, his management were out there talking to people as well, although we haven't heard if he's moved anywhere yet. Um, I imagine he's probably at least started those conversations. Um, so I think it's it's a good place to go because, you know, everybody's going to be in town. Um, following things from a Bengals perspective, it's always kind of interesting to see who your team is talking to or giving interviews to because you can't interview every single player. So you're only really going to be interviewing those guys that you think you might have a chance at drafting or you're maybe a little bit on the fence with and just to kind of try and get a feel for them and how they are like in, in real life and what their personality is like and whether they'll be a fit. And then sometimes you'll see teams trading up and going for guys that you didn't think they were able to get or maybe holding off and drafting guys in later rounds, like if they if they start falling kind of thing and they, they've had an interview with them. So, uh, But yeah, no, my favourite thing... Uh, it's probably the, um, uh, what's his head, Rich uh, Eisman, with the, have you guys seen any of the clips where they overlay him running? 
again. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's hilarious. They were, they were doing him with the, the wide receivers. So they give him a... T- it's like, can the player beat him if you give him a 10-yard start? So he, like, runs the... Because he ran the 40-yard dash like, in his suit and everything. So he's basically, <laughs> they overlay the tape of him running. They give him a 10-yard start and then start the player. Uh, and every single time, it doesn't matter whether it's a wide receiver who obliterates them or like a running back, you end up with like the O line guys and everybody passing them, like you know, in the last ten yards at least. <laughs> so it's funny though, it's good. So that that was probably my favourite thing. But. I think he does it every year on his suit. For charity, I think. Yeah. Charity, aye, aye, so he does it. It's, was it Run Rich Run or something? Like that? Aye, it's so it's funny. Same. But I runs it in his suit. <laughs> it's just so, when you see it overlaid with these actual athletes, so it just makes it so funny. <laughs> they really do have um, the technology that they've got and how they overlap it with like previous quarterbacks. I've yeah. seen like Baker Mayfield yeah. and, um, uh, overlay with that, a couple of the QBs that were running this year, and just the, the difference between them. So you can get an idea of like past years and. Does it really make a difference? Not very many of the the, the quarterbacks. They've got to be first and foremost throwing the ball, but a couple of them now, as we're starting to see with Lamar Jackson and um, Jalen Hurts, running quarterbacks is a thing that teams are going to be looking for. So if they, they can actually do a, a decent time, it's, it's going to be off for them. And it also looks good, gets hits on Twitter, Instagram, all that, and it gets their name uh, out there a wee bit more. Who were some of the biggest winners from the combine then? Um, as you were saying, um, well, who was it? Liam, actually, yeah. uh, Liam actually and I were goal. talking about Bryce Young didn't he go. Yeah, Liam and I were talking a bit about tight ends uh, before we came on the call there, and we we're seeing how that um, this is probably one of the deeper tight end groups that we've seen yeah. in a while. There might not be like a Kyle Pitts uh, that you know, like overall supposedly best tight end prospect to appear in the last thirty years or whatever it was with him. Um, but like as a group, like I would say the first like six or seven tight ends you've got in there are pretty like they're strong options. Um, but you know, I think out of those though, uh, the two names we mentioned were Darnell Washington, um, who seems to be actually popping up in conversations for maybe falling like, towards the end of the first at a reach, but more like in the second round. And I think before the combine, he was getting pegged to be third, fourth round, sort of round mm-hmm. about Sam Laporta. And then another one you named Liam was Kuntz. Yep. As well, can I? He yeah. was impressive, but yeah, it's, it's Darnell Washington, of... an absolute monster, though. Is he not? Yeah, the drill where they're kind of pushing off, um, like pushing off, it was like he shoved that sled some, some distance, so, um, <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, because actually that was one of the things as well that I saw was the the kind of comparing him and then uh, Michael Mayer, like the one that was meant, or Meyer, however you pronounce his name, um, comparing them side by side with the sled push. Right, Washington just uh, he only takes like two steps or whatever, yeah, just like absolutely gone. grabs it, it's gone. <laughs> Whereas Miles like going, kind of hustling along, like you know, me trying to move a fridge, <laughs> scrambling away there, kind of things. And he was, you know, before the combine was the consensus, you know, number one tight end kind of yeah. thing going. I'm not saying he's been knocked down off that pedestal, but you know, Washington's definitely just through being an absolute monster. And the fact he, he had pretty good kind of you know catch numbers as well, uh, but where he really shines is blocking, like that kind of pass blocking thing. So it's like he can do both. He's that kind of like all round tight end. Whereas Meyer is probably more of a you know a wide receiver hybrid type guy is what I would call him. He's more like a, a big slot receiver. I suppose you, I suppose you always hear like pass talking about pass blocking, like the the running backs like coming into the league because they're good at pass blocking. They're going to get in on the field quicker sort of thing. So you kind of think the same with the tight ends, don't you, sir? Up there again, the pass blocking is going to be a major part of the role, isn't it? So, yeah. So, yeah. On the NFL.com website, Daniel Jeremiah has released his uh, updated um, where he thinks that the players are going to go, the draft prospect rankings. Um, today he's got uh, Daniel Washington at 22, up two places. So, there you go. Um, Michael Meyer. The yeah. <laughs> yeah, Michael Meyer, 21, just above him. And the other one was. Oh, who was it again? Let me see. I just lost it. Uh, Dalton Kincaid. Yeah. Dalton Kincaid. Ranked 11th. Um, he's actually dropped one place there. So quite high up. You've got the, the tight ends, as you say. Quite a lot of teams are 
sitting up and taking notice at this um, and looking to hopefully bolster their ranks when it comes to it. Um, what about off the quarterbacks? We've got um, Bryce Young is definitely the, the num- favourite for the, the number one, the junior coming out of Alabama. Do you think he... So the story with him is that he's 5'10". People think he's maybe a wee bit light to be a, a quarterback. I think Studs, you said last week, is he going to be able to see over his um, bowl line when it comes to actually playing games? But they don't seem to be too fussed about that. He is still slated to, to become the first pick in the, the draft by many people. What do you think of yourself, Studs? Do you, you think that's a fair reflection? I, th- I think, obviously, his pedigree speaks for itself. He's coming from a school like Alabama who's perennially in the, in the kind of championship games or there or thereabouts, certainly. Um, so, as I say, that kind of speaks for itself. And again, he's got the tape to kind of back up over the, over the season. Um, and I think, was it the start of last year in Alabama as well? I think it was. Yeah. Um, so, as I say, he, he has got that there. Listen, with, with the background he's got, there's going to be a head coach and a GM that's going to go, no, we, we can we can deal with these problems a la Arizona Cardinals that we with Baker as Brian's much maligned Browns thought sorry, Kyler for the Arizona Cardinals, but as Brian's much yeah. maligned Browns with Baker thought they could yeah. fix as well. So I mean the height is definitely an issue. I mean you're looking at I think he's going to be looking a lot across the line and you've got guys like Chris Jones, Aaron Donald and these are the guys in the line and I mean Chris Jones is great at it. He just if he's not getting to that um getting to that QB, the hands go up and I think he's already somewhat six seven. So you put those hands up and he's he's an absolute giant that you've got to get past. So Bryce Young's gonna to have to kind of deal with that. But I think he's what Bryce Young's certainly got in his locker is he, he's got that kind of escape artist almost where he can extend plays a la Mahomes, um, if you like, where he just seems to kind of do these kind of off-the-cuff things, buys, buys receivers a little bit more time, difficult to bring down, and then he can get that ball downfield. So he's certainly got move, the, the mobility to get away from these guys. So it was certainly be interesting to see who takes a chance on him. The, the one for me that I think I can see probably a Carolina um, fall in love with is probably someone who may remind them of a certain... A number one pick they had a few years ago and that's <laughs> Richardson. The guy's yep. just a beast when he starts running and I think you can see similarities to Cam Newton on there where he's not as accurate in the past but he's certainly a monster runner and with that height and size he's going to cause issues for teams. He was the one who impressed me. I've caught wee bits of it at the weekend and um, I managed to see his interview with, um, forgive me, I can't remember the the old coach that, that does the interview with them and puts up a, a play, has a wee chat and then asks them to retell that play and re- rewrite it up on the board. Um, it's really quite interesting. I've got another one today. Um, I'll look it up and see who it was. Richardson really, really impressed me how he spoke, how he remembers the game, how he sees the game. He seems to be quite an interesting guy there, quite humble as well. He also seems to have the power in his arm and that's the thing mm-hmm. that people are are really, really um, excited about. Like you say, he's not very accurate. I think somebody mentioned about 50% accuracy in his arm. Yeah, and I think it's like 50, 53% or something like that. But, but yeah, does kind of, that, that worries me a little physical, <laughs> Yeah. He's got that big physical frame. He hit, what was it, 40, 40 inches with his vertical leap. Yeah. That means nothing whenever it comes to games. There's not many times he's going to have to jump over a linebacker or anybody who's going to be able to I mean, get to him. Well, maybe it would have helped out uh, Snoop when he was playing the Bengals. Like, remember when he was trying to jump to <laughs> put the ball over the line to score the touchdown? Like, you know, maybe Richardson would be able to get you that. Yeah, but I, I, yeah. Kind of, I keep hearing my thing. He's like a kind of project, isn't he? I think. Oh, that's what you keep hearing about him. Like, he's he should sit yeah. behind, behind someone if he can. So, it'll be interesting. If he goes so far up in the draft, they won't. They won't allow him to sit behind because there'll be no one in front of him, really. So, yeah, um, I, I thought I feel it's we'll getting a wee bit later. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's kind of the same with uh, with Bryce Young as well, though. Or not so much that he's a project, but it might be better for him to go to a team where they have like a good veteran that he can lean on and learn from. Because I, I don't know if this quarterback class is quite the, you know, the same 
level as what we've seen over the last few years because we've had guys coming out like T-Law and I mean, even like Fields, Lance if he wasn't injured all the time. Uh, Richardson reminds me of him a bit, actually. Like the same kind of thing, like, you know, good running quarterback is able to throw the ball very far but maybe isn't as accurate. That worries me a bit, though. Um, just because if you look at the, the last few... I know that Cam Newton is obviously what he was. But if you look at the last few Super Bowl winners, uh, even you know the quarterbacks that are making it to the Super Bowl, they're all more accurate. It's like a, I know Mahomes can run studs, but he's uh, not exactly bad in the old passing department. He's one of the best <laughs> in the league. <laughs> kind of thing. So, it's like those guys, yeah. But just the guys that are kind of up near the top of the league, it seems to be moving back to being like you know passer, like kind of pocket quarterbacks rather than being these guys that are rushing. So maybe the people going after the Russian quarterbacks are behind the curve, or they, they they're going for something that was in maybe four or five years ago. If you're looking at people like Anthony Richardson, um, places like the the Seahawks, uh, Pete Carroll was talking today or yesterday when they were introducing Gino with his brand new contract, yep. and we'll get to that a wee bit later on. How they they might not. Um, shy away from getting a QB just because they've got Gino and Gino himself says he welcomes the, the challenge if anybody to come in. Someone like that that needs that wee bit of work that can learn for someone that's been doing it the hard way for years. That would be an ideal place for it to go but we'll, we'll see. Um, any other players that we should be looking out for in this this class? Uh, I mean running backs like I, I have this year pegged as being like one of the deepest running back classes in a while as well, which probably helps us all in Dynasty, seeing as uh, we're all going to be... Everybody's always looking for a new running back, or two, or three. <laughs> kind of like every year, but... I mean, obviously, like, you know, you've got Bijan, or however you pronounce his name, Robinson. Um, yep. He's top of the bunch, kind of thing. I don't know. Somebody's going to reach for him in the first round. As much as he is, like, an elite talent, I... I've kind of made it. as much as I'm all for the future and everything. I kind of subscribe to the old school thinking of you don't take running backs in the first round because it's you can get more positional value elsewhere. But whatever you do goes, that in their uh, you do that in their draft as well at the start of the season. What's that? You don't take a value. running back in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't think I. I don't think I did the year before either. Like no, I didn't. I took wide receivers. So, yeah, I've been. Wide I receivers. took a tight. I went tight end. You were Kelsey this year and then wide receivers. You went zero RB. Yeah, zero for RB. rounds. But I mean, even the year before, I don't think I took a running back in the first round. Can't think who it was but No, no I'd, I'll just always go by whatever. If there was a running back there I wanted, I would take him. It was just, I got there and Kelsey was sitting, so I thought, uh, I'm going to, I was going to go Kelsey or Chubb was what I was looking at. Yeah. And I mean, Chubb had a good year, so it wouldn't have been a bad pick. But um, I know he had a bad at the injury time, but he still put up decent numbers. But Kelsey just did far more possession. BJ Robinson's the, 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 the outstanding talent so far. He's yeah. number three in uh, some of the ranks I've seen today, BJ Robinson. But then you're going all the way down to the 30th before you're getting to the next one, Jameer Gibbs, uh, out yep. of the junior out of Alabama. Um, just looking for some looks good. more. RPs. Yeah, juice, juice looks good as well. Uh, who's the other one? Uh, sharp, Sh- 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 or Sh- sharp? Yeah, Charbonnet Sh- really Sh- did Sh- well at the combine. He's the guy I had as my running back that um, I guess climbed the rankings the most yeah. or did himself the most favors, shall we say? Yeah. Back Charbonnet so. from UCLA. Uh, yep, yep, he looks good. But there's a whole there's like uh, Ty J Spears from Tulane. I've got him in the top hundred or in my top hundred. Rashawn Johnson, that's the, the other guy from, he's he's also Texas, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. So that's the thing, is like, as much as Bijan's like an absolutely amazing running back, uh, the other guy I just named, uh, Taiji, like he, he put up very similar numbers. Like, although I guess, you know, he was probably coming up against the backups a lot more. But yeah. if you can get him in the fourth or fifth round, it might be an absolute steal kind of thing as well. Or maybe, you know, if he drops to the fifth, it's definitely going to be a steal because he can probably put up similar numbers. So, you know, maybe he isn't as elite as Bijan, but, like, you know, he's a guy that's still going to come in and do a job. Because, I mean, Studs, where did you draft Pacheco? Seventh round? Seventh round, though. There you go. Like, so that's why, to me, I'm kind of this year, I think there's going to be guys like Charbonnet um, and maybe some others that are floating around sixth, seventh round who are going to end up walking into teams this year. And doing a job, so I, I wouldn't say you have to kind of really rush out to 
unless it's Bijan and you're sitting there and you really want them, I wouldn't rush to grab anyone because you're probably going to get them later. I think White just, just, I think it's pretty thin in yeah. wide receiver this year compared to previous years. So I think that's where you're going to see a scramble probably if, um, to kind of get the player we want. Yeah, I think on the back of that, also the, the free agents as well seem to be kind of thin wide receiver wise. So <laughs> interesting. It's definitely thin in free agency. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was, well, that was I one thing I, I was going to ask there, Keith, was uh, go for just to ask you, Keith, because um, obviously you guys, you've got your running back sewed up at the Seahawks. How do you feel that the you know this draft, if it is such a deep kind of running back class, how do you think that's going to impact free agency? For the running back because there's a lot of big names that are heading towards it and then i heard today there's apparently an offer they didn't say who it was or what was offered but there's minnesota have apparently received an offer for cook as well so it's like there's these running backs that are kind of flying around or you know rumors that are floating around the big names being moved derrick henry's been put on the block mm-hmm. as well so it's like well what is the market actually going to be like this year i think the the great thing for the, the seahawks is to the four picks in the first what twenty is it? Um, it's they've got plenty of like capital to build again. So last year they did really well with the our draft and quite a lot of our rookies are, are, are showed up well. Woolen, one of them, Kenneth Walker, the third as you said as well, done really really well. And it, we seem to be building something here, which is which is great to see. But if it means that we can also use some of these draft picks to. Get some of the players that are that, that have done there, have been there and done it. A wee bit of experience to help these young guys. Um, it might work out well for us. They're in a very strong position. Who would have thought it this time last year when, uh, when Russell Wilson was uh, getting ready to go to Denver? And I'll be honest, I thought that was it. We're going to be in the, the wilderness for years to come. But just the way it's actually fallen for us, couldn't have planned it out any better at all. Um, so. I'm not really sure. I'll, I need to have a wee look more about them. Um, who's going to be going into free agency? But I think this is a really great opportunity for the Seahawks to to build, especially for the next next couple of years. And they're starting to do something a wee bit exciting, and I'm I'm looking forward to the the season ahead already. Anything else in from the the scouting combine? The the players that we're looking to see. We've also got the the college pro day coming up as well for the players that didn't want to take part in combine. I don't think there's anything that, as Stud says, if they've not learned everything they need to know from the tapes up till now, I don't think there's going to be much more that we'll, we'll see. I'm um, looking forward to the, the draft coming up, but it, it's going to be exciting another couple of weeks and <laughs> find out who's going to be getting any more uh, warrants, um, who's going to be getting old girlfriends, <laughs> dipping the dirt on them uh, on Twitter. It'll be, it'll be quite exciting to see what's, what's going to happen. Next up, then, we are going to have a wee look at our news roundup. So, plenty of happening in, in, in this week. We had um, Derek Carr, um, finally, after flirting a wee bit with the New York Jets, settling, deciding to settle in New Orleans with the Saints. Good move for Carr, do we think? Um, Joe, what do you think for that one? I, I'm a fan of that move for Carr, because like he's stepping into a division where uh, obviously Brady's left the box. Uh, the rest of it's kind of still in flux, and as much yeah. as the Saints are as well, they have so much. They're like a a cash rich team, uh, so they they're always able to kind of do that restructure thing where they kind of punt money down the road, and then they open up more cap space for the year. Uh, so for them, it's like I could see the Saints being able to build something, and they're a team. If Tampa Bay are going to completely blow it up, the Saints are kind of poised to, you know, may, maybe not this year, but. Mm-hmm. You know, in the next couple of years, they should be pushing to get back into the playoffs. And for Carr, uh, he's looking at it as well. I've moved to the NFC. I've got more of a chance of making it to a championship game or something than I would if I'd uh, stayed in the AFC. Because I wonder if that was maybe why he cooled on the cooled his jets, as it were. <laughs> I think he's definitely the, he's not, he's already the best QB in that division. I think now, just straight away. I think. Yeah. Obviously, things can change, but just just straight at the moment, he's definitely the best QB there in that division. So, as you said, the Saints. Are, are quite good with their their money just now. They're twenty five million uh, in the red when it comes to their, their cap space. They tend to kick it down the the line a wee bit. But the thing is, the the, the cap um, 
always keeps going up as well. So yeah. it's free money. They tend to be kicking down the, the road. So that might work in their, their favour. Great experience with Carr. Last year was, was not a good season for them. Maybe this week change of scenery. Staying still in the, the southern states of the, the United States as well. Um, it was interesting to see that he wasn't prepared to head up north. Um, Playing in a dome as well. In the dome as well. Yep. Yeah, in, in, the, in the outfield stadiums. This is the he's going to play for Dennis Allen, who was actually the coach that gave me start in Oakland, is it? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it's uh, you wonder how much say Dennis Allen had in that in that move, essentially. Um because I know there was rumours that when Carr first came to visit them, they actually asked them to take a pay cut when they were talking about making a trade for him with the um, Raiders. They'd actually asked them to make, take a pay cut. Mm-hmm. And then that's when he went back and said, listen, I'm no, you better just cut me because I'm not actually going to accept a trade anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. He's no, no trade clause. So he's, uh, it's interesting that he's ended up at the Saints. So we'll see how he does. Um, someone else getting paid just now is Danny Dimes. You can't call him that anymore, can't we? Not studs. What was he went for? <laughs> Danny Dollars. Danny Dollars. Danny Dollars. <laughs> what did they end up working out at? Was that about the 40 million? Um, roughly about 40 million a year, I think, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's, I think two years guaranteed or something like 40 million. So like 8 million guaranteed and then yeah, probably, probably rework it before then. After that, <laughs> that's the thing. So you look at what um, Danny Daniel Jones is getting paid, and then you look at what Carl's getting for the Saints. And I know it's, it's not a great kind of comparison, but which one's actually the better quarterback? And based on what I've seen of the two, I'd, I'd probably incline Carl's a better QB than Jones, certainly, um, based on what I've seen. Well, let's see, he's averaging 214 yards a game or something like that. Like over the last or since he started, and how many through fifteen touchdowns or something last year? Yeah. <laughs> so it's I don't know, and I mean he's in, and I know his divisions obviously getting strong. All those teams are getting a little bit stronger, but the East's been kind of crap for <laughs> until this year. It was kind of crap. So Aye. if he was that good a quarterback, you'd think he maybe would have took off a little bit before now. But regardless yeah, like, of how bad the, the Giants have been, it's like last season when they didn't take the what fifth year option up and like. If you back last last off season, you wouldn't have thought he would get a contract like this. Now would you? So um, I know he did had a good, relatively good season, but yeah. it's still a, it, still a big money yeah. to pay for one season. I think it was a yeah. lack of turnovers this year that probably helped yeah. him because he was a turnover machine in previous years. Whereas yeah. this year he was actually the ball protection was pretty good from him. I think he had somewhat three interceptions, four interceptions. Yeah. It was pretty low. Still, I mean, I don't know. I just look at it. Go, you've, you're giving a guy forty million a year for two hundred and fourteen yards. I thought it's like that's that's absolutely mad. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much of it is the G-men of like basically been flailing around trying to find a quarterback since like you know uh, first ballot MVP Eli Manning retired. Like you know, it's like kind of once Manning was gone, it's you know they finally hit on Jones and they went, oh he's had a good year. Quick, give him the money. <laughs> like, we need to tie this down. So lock him up. That could be. That could be because. Brian Dayball's come in and actually settled things down and he can maybe see that he can build a team around him. They know his qualities, they know again he can run the ball a wee bit as well as throw it. Maybe they're they're looking to just settle down and build a team around him when they know that he's maybe not the greatest, but he's competent enough. And if they can get the rest of the team like cooking, Daniel Jones might be a, a shrewd investment at forty million dollars a, a year. The need, the need game some weapons that's going to equate to more than somebody getting basically a million dollars a catch, like, like what they paid Kerry Gold. <laughs> <laughs> Literally nearly works out at a million a catch he got for like 40 catches or something. He's, um, so uh, they, they need to give him some weapons. I, I know they re-signed one of the guys that kind of had a decent year last year. Was it um, Hod- Hodgson? Hodgson or? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he had good so chemistry. Well, that's the thing is, he did have good chemistry with Danny Dimes. Like, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to set him completely malign him, but I mean, I still go back to 214 yards, <laughs> 15 <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> and you're in the NFC, so you're playing a lot of NFC teams. So, you know, it wasn't they weren't that strong last year. So, I don't know. To me, I, I don't know how much of that was he didn't have to maybe 
put, I didn't watch a lot of G-Men games. I'm going to admit that too. So I don't know how much of it was. He never had to throw it so much versus he couldn't. <laughs> but that's the thing he doesn't always have to, to throw it because um, with Danny Dimes getting paid that meant that they could tag Saquon Barkley which um, true member <laughs> Myrtle will be absolutely delighted with that big giant back tattoo of uh, Saquon that he's going to get will, will not be back to waste <laughs> the back plate um, good signing for them again it, uh, after the year before we thought that was him pretty much done, but last year they came back and it was a bit of a revelation for the Giants. A good option to, to have there. Do you think they still need a little bit of backup for him? I think it's, um, it's, good, it's a good investment for a, what was it, 10 million, I think, the franchise tag or something around about that mark for the RBs yeah. this year, which is, Aye. I think, I think is crazily cheap. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so yes. It was a no-brainer I know, I know once they got dimes tied up. So what you're talking like 50 million this year for both of them keep them there it's all right isn't it so well, that, that's that what the, the raiders be not tagging a uh, jacobs i think he was due to get like 14 million if they took up his fifth year option whereas now they only need to pay him 10 million as you say it's liam so it's it's, crazy. Uh, it's it's been it's come down kind of consistently over the last kind of four years for running backs the franchise tag um so i say 10 million for saquon if if he signs it and if he stays, that's a great bit of business for the G-Man for a year. Um, as you said there, you mentioned there Josh Jacobs at the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, he got the franchise tagged last season. He was uh, such a consistent player, one that you could really, really rely on, especially in your fantasy teams. Um, but it seems they were relying on him a wee bit too much with um, everything that wasn't going too well with Derek Carr. Do you think they're just going to run him into the ground, as we keep saying in our, our WhatsApp chat? I think Shaney's a, a big advocate this. He's just going to get run into the ground. They're just going to use him, abuse him, and then when he's done, after next year, that's it. They'll, they'll move on. How do you think uh, they'll be able to manage him this season, yeah, studs? I, I, I agree. I do think they're going to run him into the ground. I think you've seen that last year um, from their kind of game planning right now though i you're looking at right who who is the readers quarterback is it going to be stedham is it going to be garoppolo are they going to enter the lamar jackson sweepstakes are they going to jump in for aaron Rodgers? as Devontae adams has already been trying to get him over there as well mm-hmm. um, so i right now you just don't know are, are they going to go for a rookie essentially do you know what i mean so you just don't know what they're going to do and I think that in itself is probably going to dictate a lot of what's going to happen with Jacobs as well. Um, obviously, I have say somebody like Rodgers comes into the Raiders. You're looking at the fact he wants to throw the ball, so Jacobs will probably get a little bit of a break. Um, whereas if it's somebody like a rookie, they're going to be running, the, they're going to be using the running back a lot more on dump offs, on doing more running plays to make them comfortable. So. I think it really depends on their situation, what's happening at QB for the Raiders, what's going to happen with Jacobs, but I would probably say he's getting run into the ground. Because um, they've signed him with the, the, the tag, they are still hopeful of getting a long-term contract, and that, I suppose that's what the tag allows them to do, keep them in the building for a year, be able to talk to them, convince them to stay that wee bit longer, especially if they can sort out the, the QB position. Um, yeah, um, the rumours are still Jones. going about... <laughs> can Jerry Jones up to do the negotiation? He loves her. He loves being an RB. <laughs> yeah. You never know though. Well, the other thing is um, Tom Brady, the rumours are still swirling around. I know he pooed them this week when he <laughs> just, just mentioned that uh, <laughs> hi, well, it says uh, anybody thinks uh, uh, coming ba- uh, the rumours about me coming back obviously have never adopted a two-month-old kitten for their daughter. Can you see him making a comeback at all anywhere? Vegas is certainly one of the places that people have mentioned. I mean, if it's saying Miami's the one that's been getting all the chat, but uh, no, I just can't see it. Kind of thing. Because I'm like, he's how much money was he getting offered to go be a TV pundit? Oh, I, I mean, that, I can't remember. I it's think ridiculous, it's ridiculous amount of money. Isn't it? It's like two hundred something million dollars or something like that. Like, so I think, I think he's done. Kind of thing. I think he's maybe made his peace with it. Like we'll see. Um, but I. I don't, it's not like last year where we all were going like, oh, is he really done? Because there was a lot more signs that he was maybe 
not completely hanging them up or not not quite, like as close to completely hanging them up. Um, yeah. This year, though, it seemed very final when he was going, and I think maybe he has to say, you know, Father Time has beat me in the end, or, or maybe not beat him. <laughs> He's obviously gave it a very good shot. Like he, We'll call it a draw. I think so. Tom Brady's decided it's a draw now, so he's going to go off and do his TV career, and I think that'll be fine. Like this, Miami don't ten years, a ten-year, three hundred and seventy-five million dollar deal with the uh, Fox Sports that he's got. Even more than right a, a tap. Aye. So as we mentioned, there Josh Jacobs at the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Someone else who got tagged um, was Lamar Jackson. But it was a non was it non exclusive tag? Non exclusive franchise tag. Yeah, very quickly. Teams were um, out to, to release either tweets or with their uh, media friends in there to release statements saying that they were not interested in going after Lamar Jackson. Um, Liam, do you think? I've heard this in one of the podcasts. Um, collusion, collusion, collusion <laughs> um, between the, the franchise owners that they're not going to be held um, to ransom by a quarterback um, to pay this fully guaranteed deal that he's after. Do you think it's fair? Do you think, um, well, I suppose do you think he's worth well, it? Well, you think after who, who got the... the... Um, guaranteed contract last season. He's he's, he's worth it more than that, I think. Yes. Um, subtly, shall I say? Um, but uh-huh. I think it's, a, it's, it's I think it's really interesting, like to watch what they're doing. Like basically, the Ravens are just you know basically kind of playing chicken. Like like you have the mm-hmm. options, and they they probably know none of the other teams want to be held ransom to this sort of these co- sort of contracts. I think I think is yeah. the main thing. So I don't know if. Maybe it's collusion. We'll probably find out. Maybe at some point. Probably won't. But I think the teams, the owners, just know they don't want to pay that money, like for a guaranteed, and they want to kind of reset the market again. I think is the whole thing. So unfortunately, unfortunately, to Lamar, I think he deserves to get paid. I think he will eventually get paid. He probably won't get what exactly what he wants. But he's kind of the the kind of guinea pig to, I suppose, to try and reset the whole market again. I think. Studs round about the the fifty million. Dollars a season, fully guaranteed. I think he was looking for around about the two hundred million um, contract he's after. Negotiated by his mum, I think. I read that. Is that right? Yeah, um, he doesn't have an agent. It's him and his mum. Yeah, fantastic. I think I would like my mum. You're only in a negotiation if your mum's in the room. Let's be honest. your mum goes in to negotiate for you, you're coming out with more money than what you asked for. <laughs> like, I absolutely wish that my mum had negotiated like every single one of my contracts that I've had <laughs> for jobs like since I left university because I know I would have had more money than I've got now. <laughs> I, I can't get my mum to admit she's wrong when I actually sure that she's wrong and she'll still <laughs> admit she's wrong. Even I, I'll sure the hard evidence and say, her, look, this is why I'm right and you're wrong. Nah, 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 nah. I'm still right. I'm your mummy. That's it. <laughs> Shout out to all the mums, mate, after Aye. International Women's Day yesterday. Brilliant. Yep. Could they do it without you? I was to them. Um, <laughs> I think what Liam said, they're resetting the... The market is what they're trying to do here. Um, that wild, <laughs> wild contract that was given out last season has just totally screwed everything. And I think Keith, that's... See, the thing is that I don't buy about it is that last year, there was teams absolutely falling over themselves to try and trade for Deshaun, and they knew he wanted yep. a fully guaranteed contract yep. then, and they were like running to get him, and they were obviously offering multiple first round, you know, multiple picks, because... Uh, you know, so for Lamar, you can in essence offer him a contract if he signs it and the Ravens don't decide to match. You get him for two first round draft picks. I mean, even if you need, which I steal. even if even if you have to offer him like fifty or fifty five million dollars, and like, let's say the Ravens are like, nah, we're not giving you fifty five million. Off you go. Kind of thing. It's like to be a goal. Like, well, two first round picks. Like, well, how much was Russell Wilson? How much does he get paid? <laughs> it's like I think mm-hmm. that maybe. Lamar Jackson was 26 and an MVP. Sure, he might not have won a Super Bowl yet or anything, but I know after seeing him demolish the Bengals for years, like, you know, even when, as a rookie, he did it. 
striker, I think. It's like Lamar Jackson's a talent. Like a, I think he might be like, the most athletically talented quarterback that there is in the league. But... Just see on that point, Stu, we actually got a question in on the Twitter um, earlier on from Dan Connor, where he says, why is no one making a move for Lamar Jackson? And it's a similar point to what you said. Two firsts for him should be a no-brainer for every mm-hmm. QB needy team. I mean, you look. I would at agree. But I think Lamar it, I Falcons think, yeah. surely they've got to be in the sweepstakes for Lamar after been in for Voldemort last year. They have got to be in for Lamar Jackson, surely. They said they were out. And earlier on, Keith, you talked about how oh, I could see Carolina falling in love with Richardson because mm-hmm. he's that Cam Newton style quarterback. Exactly. But we talked about how well, Richardson's not that accurate. Lamar might not be again the most accurate quarterback in the league, but he's a hell of a lot more accurate than Cam Newton ever was. As well, Andy can do the running thing. The thing is, is like he's Lamar also not had, He's also not really had the, the weapons to, to really show it. Um, the yeah. Ravens have not really had the, Hollywood the wide receiver. Yeah, that was kind of it. But still, <laughs> but still uh, with the talents that he's got, athleticism that he's got, but he's also got a good arm as well. So, granted, a team that is maybe a wee bit more settled, a bit more he's smart uh, yeah. about their wide receiver core. Yeah, I could be a, a really, really interesting uh, pickup if a team is brave enough to, to go for it. I think what's interesting though is I know you've talked about also the, uh, the moment negotiating the contract. I suppose it's also the having no agent. That all the all the media stuff is just come from the Ravens. What yeah, I'm working out so it's they can bump up their side of the story, whether it's true or not, and just you know. Whereas I suppose if you have an agent, they're going to get to the. Leak, leak some details here and there, you know, sort of thing. Bump up, like, like good old Deshaun last year. Yeah, I'm sure his agent was doing that right, left, and center. So, it's, it's I think that is it. As I say, it's the sheer fact that obviously the Ravens, for me, I think the Ravens have actually been really smart by putting the non exclusive franchise tag on them and saying, them, What this is what we've offered you, go and see what everyone else is going to offer you. And then we've got a chance to match it. So see right now, obviously, if teams are ruling themselves out left, right and centre, Ravens can turn into Lamar and say, and look, we're the one that want to keep you. We've put the offer out. This is the offer in the table. But then do you think he's going to play for the Ravens again, even if they match the offer? Like, surely the, the he... bridges are burnt a bit. <laughs> Some of that. Uh, I don't know. I, th- I think he'll play because he he's... the one thing you can say about Lamar is he's a competitor kind of thing yeah. and all that. And... They've built their, to me, I just think it's, they're playing chicken with them and it seems madness because they've built their entire offence around him, whether he has yeah. weapons or not. Like, their play calling and everything is perfect for Lamar. So, and he seems to have the freedom as well to sometimes decide to do what he wants within that scheme too. So to me, I'm like, why wouldn't you keep him? Because, I mean, we saw what Huntley did against us mm-hmm. in the playoffs. He was kind of, that's, he wasn't like, I know, I know there was the odd big play, but we basically <laughs> just went, well, we'll just let him throw it downfield and, that was where they got their trunk plays from because we were just like, he's not that good. Let's just go after him. Because even when they were, you know, when the Ravens were ahead, because I remember me and Joe Norat were messaging on the side and we were going, Huntley just looks like he's falling about everywhere and they can't actually do it. Like it's more things are happening by accident and he's getting lucky rather than he's actually good. So to me, I'm kind of like, what are you doing, Baltimore? Like, just keep him happy. <laughs> just pay him. They seem to be trying to keep the door open as well with negotiations. Um, yeah. I suppose he had such a, a valuable asset to them that they have to, to even um, on the face of it, publicly, they have to, to make it look like um, they're, they're keeping it cordial just now and try to get them signed up. Um, let's see, any other ones we've got? Uh, Tony Pollard um, is tagged yep. by the, the Cowboys. Um, yeah, as soon as Zeke was paid, we knew that they were probably going to do what they could to keep him, and they had that option, so it was always going to happen. I think the injury as well kind of dictated what they were going to do with Pollard because they got a bad yeah. injury. Was that a leg break? Leg break, I think, I think so. from the last yeah. game of the season. So I think that he should be back. Yeah, he should did... be back for the, the start of the next season. Yeah, speaking of the Ravens as well, I don't know if you guys saw the, um, they traded their safety earlier on today. I saw that, yeah. After he went out, and then I think the I Jets. saw some... Yeah, to the Jets, and then I saw um, one of our linebackers is kind of leaving too, so I wonder... It's one of those things where I wonder if they're kind of freeing up money a bit. So I, when all, basically, what I'm getting at is when all is said and done, just going back to Lamar for a little bit here, 
I think he still ends up being a raven at the end of this. And I mm. think maybe that maybe it's not collusion. Maybe the other teams just know that he wants to stay with the Ravens. So why even bother offering? <laughs> maybe that's all it is. Like yeah. I like to shout collusion though and say, Why were you all <laughs> running to get Deshaun Watson and you won't go after Lamar, who's clearly better? But it could just be as simple as everybody knows he wants to stay in Baltimore. Fantastic. I think we'll finish off with one more the uh, last piece of happy news. Well, you know. <laughs> suspense. I know, I know. Can Radio you hear that? Terrifies me. No, we can't hear it. Nah. Oh. You sing it. You, you ruined it. Oh, Gino. Gino finally gets paid. I was, I was thinking that was going to work there. It was going to play through. He's forgetting a wee bit of Dexies there. That's good. I don't have to pay them any, any juice for that one, at least. Um, but I... Uh, we better uh, Dexys to keep us going. Do you know? Finally gets paid. It's a it's a happy story. The guy's been struggling away for years. Finally, it comes good for him last year. He carries that team. He leads that team. A great fit, especially with the, the young guys coming through. And he's getting his three year, hundred five million dollar deal. Just delighted for him. I think it's it's good that we've managed to get this out of the way early. We can now plan, as we said, we've got those four draft picks in the, the, the first 20. We'll, we can um, plan ahead. We can look at free agency. We can think about the future and the knowledge that we're kind of in safe hands with, with Gino. And I think that's what it is. It might not be a, a superstar who's going to win it. He's an exciting player. I think he was one of the, the top QBs for um, like the explosive plays um, last season. That's what we love to watch as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm delighted. I thought it was going to happen. I had every faith in Pete Carroll and that getting it done. Um, I'm delighted for, for Gino. Are we all happy that he's he's got his payday? I am. No, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for him. I was just going to say, I'm happy for him. And I, I think also, uh, you know, next year, Rams are kind of blowing it up. Uh, sounds like they're maybe moving sh- other least shopping Stafford to see what they can get for him. They might yeah. be running with Brian's favourite baker. Again next year, the Niners. We don't know what's happening with them for quarterback. Like uh, mm-hmm. Brock Purdy's still kind of looking. The, I don't know if there is actually a proper answer on what's happening with him surgery wise. Lance is a giant question mark whether he's healthy or not. So we still haven't really seen him play enough to know whether he can be an NFL quarterback. Um, we don't know who we'll have there. Arizona, they just seem to kind of reel from one mistake to another but you know there's always hope springs eternal with the new coaching staff there but here, to me I'm looking at it going like well the Seahawks are pretty well set up to maybe win the division I don't want to curse that for you Keith but like after last year when we were predicting our oh, Seahawks would be bottom kind of thing they made the playoffs it's like this yeah, year I, I could see them I could see them doing I, well again I'm just amazed, I didn't like, see us getting a winning season yeah. I was like that. I see that last year Last season, when you're off season again, going back to dime like dying dimes, how how we got to remember the, the Gino the Gino drew lot drew lot competition. Um, mm-hmm. we, we got to so. that's right. Yeah, I forgot about drew lock. <laughs> drew lock still there. Yeah, I forgot about him. Drew lock. Neil See, anybody that gives you a quote like they tried to write me off and I didn't write back. Keep the guy in the league. That was just a class quote for Gino after that. Yeah. Game. I think it was against Denver on the first game. Yeah. So, a uh, class quote for Gino. Magic, magic. One last piece of news I'd like us to go over, and that is um, Rogers is looking to go green, but not in Wisconsin. Um, Liam, Aaron Rogers is in talks with the Jets. I believe he's already had quite productive talks. They seem to be quite happy to go ahead with it. Packers seem to be happy to facilitate a move for him. Is this an end of an era for you? Can you see him making the 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 move to the bright lights of New York City? I think you have to know. Well, I said I said last season I thought we should have. It was harder to move him then, but I thought you know, rightly or wrongly, maybe we should have got done a done a Russell Wilson deal, got all the got all the picks. I think. I think now the Packers have, they've kind of shown their hand a bit, like letting the Jets fly over, like Nathaniel Hackett's led a contingent over um, mm-hmm. over the country in a private jet. They've obviously okayed it to let them let them go let them go have a chat. So I'd be surprised now. I think if 
he comes back to the Packers. I think it's either he goes to the Jets or probably re- retires, I think. So I think <laughs> that's where I'm looking at it. And I, like you've got Scott's think if if the Jets are flying over there and swung to the Packers, surely they've agreed, they've made some agreement in principle what the what the package yeah. is going to involve, I think. Yeah, I think so. But then again, it is Aaron Rodgers we're talking about, so who knows what he'll do? So um, who knows? <laughs> is that was that a darkness plane that they get flown over in, or yeah. is it just? A... <laughs> if he is going to get traded, it's not going to be just for the one season. He's going to have at least another. I think. Two years, I think. I think he's always going to go and try. So yeah. if he's going to play, I think he's always going to play for another. Well, who knows? But I thought at least another two. If he's going to play, yeah. Um. And the way his contract was built, what I was reading, I can't. There was an article. I can't. I can't remember the name for life. But it was a CBS article that was talking about his contract with the Packers, and it was just year on year. It was just getting worse and worse into cap hell. So I think if we're going to do it, now's the time to do it. And yeah, see see what happens. Like one, you you guys did it with Juno had had a successful turnaround after changing quarterbacks. So and obviously they're bigging up Jordan Love. They bigged them up. The GM bigged them up also the, the combine, how 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 he's made the step and all that sort of stuff. They're going to say that. They're not going to say he's, he's not made that step. So who knows? We'll see, we'll see what happens. But... Liam, I have a question yeah. for you. Have yeah. you got a first round draft pick this year? We do. I think we're 15. Okay. Have you got another one next year? Yes, we do. Okay, Far so if you, have, if you have a 15th round draft pick this year and you sent that along with your first for next year, for Lamar Jackson, and you signed him like after. Obviously, you need to trade Aaron Rodgers away, and you probably get some first round draft picks back in that. Would that not be mm-hmm. worth it? I, I would take. I would take Jackson. I'm, be, <laughs> I'm, just I'm saying, not going to say no to that. Team. There's another team. That... I, I don't. I don't. The problem I think the Packers have got is their, their cap situation. They've, they've got under the cap now, but um, to whether they can actually afford to do it. Um, because yeah. Rodgers was a fifty pound, fifty million dollar hit in the cap already. But so yeah, but. In theory, yes, you'll definitely take that. I think, as we were saying earlier, I think it'd be stupid not to take it for two, draft, two first round draft picks. Packers currently have sixteen and a half million in the uh, in Packers uh, cap space. My suggestion was actually just going to be a straight swap, straight swap for Zach Wilson. I think I'll take love. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh, Melford. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, bad. Bro. I think it's Fantastic. that he's potentially going to the Jets and where did Brett Favre I know, go after he left the yeah. apparently, the the, Jets. apparently there's some quote he said, I don't know how long what was he said like he, would, he wouldn't end up being like Brett Favre and, and do what you did and then, <laughs> look what he's, <laughs> yeah. he's becoming Brett Favre Definitely. Stand yeah. by for some volleyball um, in, in improvements in the, <laughs> the nearby states anyway. Um, well, allegedly. We'll not get to that. The one I'm getting uh, soon as here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the time is fast uh, approaching for us to, to end the, the show. Dude, um, I'm firing this on you, but do you have a statistic of the week? 214 yards a game. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Dimes. <laughs> I'm just, that's the number Beautiful. that's been in my head. Since he signed that contract, I've just kept looking at it going, <laughs> Me hope Murdo's no no listening to this one because yeah. he's going to be coming after us too. Yeah. Hey, I was the one that predicted uh, they were going to get to the Super Bowl versus the Bengals next year. He was loving that chat the other day. Um, the other thing I was going to ask you guys is, and I've sprung this on you quite late on, was uh, this week I learned. Is there anything we're always learning when it comes to football here? Um, is there anything that you've learned from the sport this week? That you've never known as a any funny things that you've enjoyed learning this week, studs. You got anything that you'd like to share with the class? <laughs> um, genuinely, I've my head's been in a very different place. Um, trying to kind of find a job and stuff like that, so it's I've, I've been kind of my head in that. So, as I say, mine's is probably pretty boring. One of the things I did learn, um. And that is very much player orientated. Was the fact that there's still a chance Frank Clark could return to the Chiefs, apparently, um, even though he's potentially getting released. So um, that could be a watch this space. Obviously, it was on a hell of a deal with the Chiefs. Um, I think it was, I heard it today actually, it was something ridiculous. Um, it was a five year deal it was on. Um, so there is a chance he could come back, which I think if you can get him on a very team friendly deal. I think it'd be a good move. I mean, 10, 10 sacks in 12 playoff games, it's 
kind of speaks yeah, for itself. Speaks for itself. Yeah. You want that guy in your team, especially in playoff time. Liam, what about yourself? You learned anything new this week? No, I know I, I, I kind of touched on it earlier. I, th- I was just, I was thinking, I suppose, I've obviously followed the NFL for a wee while now, but only kind of realising what the franchise tag, what, what money you get back. There's the RBs. I was just honestly still, I'm still shocked that it's only £10 million they get. I know they run, it's basically, it's harsh, but they just run them all into the ground. But you're like, yeah. for what they do, and the excitement. Yeah, it's a hard bring, job. Yeah. hard <laughs> job, and the excitement they bring to the, the game. I think, you know, the like when you see a running back, burst off uh, for a, a big massive run it's 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 amazing obviously also wide receivers there as well but i think it's such a position that's just undervalued somehow with the money wise i don't know how i don't know how they fix it as i think it's because no one gets paid doesn't it the franchise tag just keeps going down and down but so it's yeah but yeah so yeah they have the the, the most they're the cannon fodder really aren't they um just happy to get rid of them Stu, what about yourself um, I, I guess the thing I learned this week was uh, I was completely wrong about Aaron Rodgers because I, I was very vividly arguing the case that Aaron Rodgers will not even consider going to the AFC because that guy wants to win another Super Bowl and if he goes to the <laughs> AFC he'll have no chance of making it and who's he talking to? The Jets. Not that he's going there for sure but he's talking to the Jets so uh, I, need, I probably need to eat some humble, uh, humble pie on that one so that was what I learned this week is uh, maybe don't completely just decide because I think something and something makes sense in my brain that uh, will make sense in the NFL because in the NFL anything can happen that's what I learned I've learned that the crew are fantastic under pressure and really really quick at making stuff up so I appreciate that guys thanks very much that's what you've got to say pal I've got another one that I learned actually and I learned this today and you boys will absolutely love this it is XFL related rather than NFL oh related. great ooh <laughs> so I, I learned today. Oh, I've lost Stu. <laughs> and I know he's going to love this shock. one. <laughs> <laughs> he's in a state of shock. He was he was exactly what I was going for with this too. But I learned today that was the Orlando quarterback in the XFL got sacked by the team this week. Now I will send you a fiver if you can guess why he was sacked by the team. Uh, I'm going to go for. Is it is it related to the actual team and to this to the sport? Is I'm going to say it's, he's, related, he's, it's related to the sport. It is related Orlando. to the sport. Oh, on. This could be anything. This could be anything. This is Florida man here. Did, did, he, did he? Did he like yeah, right on the CV? It was a quarterback, and he wasn't actually a quarterback. He just you know making it up as he went along. So. Was no, it like no, the guy no, at the BBC no, that he's no. just turned up for a job interview and get fired in front of the the the, the head coach and get made that, to be the, the QB? Tell us, what's like, the answer? Do you mean like George Weah's cousin that Graham Soonis gave up like, gave an appearance to at Southampton? <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, yeah. it, it wasn't anything like that. It actually gave the opposing team the team's playbook. He didn't just what? hand the ball off and fumble it to them. He gave them the playbook. <laughs> For money well, or I've I've no idea if there was money exchange, but I gave the other team the playbook, so he was a uh, subsequently terminated from his role as quarterback for the team. Oh, <laughs> Florida man fumbles the playbook. That's that's actually uh-huh. terrific. So Superb. that's what Superb. I learned this week. Brilliant. Guys, thank you very much for another wonderful recording. We've I think we've covered the the extensive parts of the news this week. It's great talking to you uh, about football. Liam, thanks very much for joining us. Well, thanks for having us. It's been good. It's a good chat, as you say. Good fun. As it's getting us through these these dark days, we'll be getting more crew members back on next week. Studs, I hope everything goes well and the, the job hunt um, is, isn't too long for you because you've got to pay for those vet bills. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you pay for more. It's not that. It was the actual fact I had to take in a sample. So that's, oh, we'll end on this note and you will actually laugh at this, right? I had to collect a sample. So it's not so much... I've never had to even do a sample for myself, but obviously I know we can obviously pee in a tube. But I'm walking about with a tub trying to follow my dog whilst he, <laughs> so he can do a piss. He actually started peeing, so I've managed to get the tub underneath him, and he stopped peeing as if looking at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> so I walking about the streets where I, where I tub of pee, <laughs> trying to get a sample off my dog was uh, quite a challenge this morning. <laughs> Not the strangest thing you'll see in Hamilton in any given day, actually. No. I'll, I'll bet you that. <laughs> um, thank you very much, my friend. Great chatting to you. And 
two stew as well. Um, thanks very much for listening. If you have enjoyed um, listening and watching the crew, you can follow us on Twitter at GridironCrew. On Instagram, grid underscore iron underscore crew. We love to be interactive. So as you saw with Dan Connor's question earlier on, please get in touch. We'd love to to work with you guys and get your question answered. Um, this has been great fun. We'll be back next week with uh, more news. We've got the franchise, uh, sorry, the free agency starting next week. So there'll be plenty for us to dig our teeth into. So um, don't worry about the, the off-season. The crew will see you through. Thanks very much for listening. Bye.